You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Thursday, January the 13th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show at LJ Fastball on Twitter, as you can see right here if you're watching on YouTube, at LO underscore Cardinals is the show's account on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Another day, we're still in a lockout between Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association. Lots of stuff flying around as to what was offered, how long the meeting lasted, how far apart these two parties still are, and there is so much unknown still at this time. So, going to break that down all today as well as a Hall of Fame update um, in terms of what public ballots have been shared as uh, we are just a week or so, week and a half or so away from the ballots being revealed and the 2022 class being revealed. So good show today. Going to be a good time. Reminder that tomorrow's episode is a mailbag episode. So get your questions in any way you feel that you want. Uh, email LockedOnCards at gmail.com. DM any of the social media accounts I just mentioned. Reply to any tweet um, or just just find a way. Comment on the YouTube channel. Comment on Instagram post. However you want to find it. Uh, tomorrow is full of mailbags. Uh, so whatever questions you want to ask, go ahead and ask. But let's go ahead and get into the topic today. According to Jeff Passan of ESPN on Twitter, there is no deal. This is a tweet. He tweeted out, uh, quote, that there was never going to be one today. MLB made a proposal. The reaction when the players was not positive. Few on other side expected it to be. The question is how soon the MLBPA counters spring training starting time. Spring training starting on time is in peril. Excuse me. End quote there by Jeff Passan on Twitter early Thursday afternoon. That's why the show's a little bit delayed more than usual because I wanted to get this new, make sure that news was out before I recorded there's no sugarcoating it. This is bad for the sport. This is bad for the game of baseball. This is bad for Major League Baseball. At some point, this is going to be bad for the Players Association. At some point, both the players and the owners are going to look like bad guys. I understand right now that a lot of people are probably on the player side. Pay the players. Stop manipulating service time. Stop trying to Make as much money as you can without putting a good team on the field. I understand that. But at some point, we're talking an argument between millionaires and billionaires. Collectively, obviously, there are underpaid, not well-paid Major League Baseball players. There are many accounts of manipulated service times to save some money, to save an extra year of control of these players. I understand how a lot of people right now, like I said, are likely on the player's side. But the longer this goes, the worse it becomes from a perception standpoint. And beyond that, the worse it becomes for the actual 2022 season. Jeff Passan already reported, there are many people that are reporting as well that share that sentiment, myself included, that the start time for spring training is on schedule. Uh, yeah, spring training could get delayed and you still could start the regular season on time. That's a very realistic, likely possibility. Not likely, but... You could see that happening. Spring training to a lot of people, myself included, is too long. <laughs> it, it just seems redundant. Yes, pitchers need more time. That's the main reason spring training is as long as it is, because pitchers need that time to to rev up their arms and to, to get loose, to get 
the amount of innings they need to work on the amount of pitches they need. That's why spring training is so long. It takes a lot longer for a pitcher to get game ready than it does a hitter. Pitchers are weird. I can say that as a former sub-varsity high school pitcher. Not even close to major leagues, but I still understand the concept. So spring training could be shortened and the season still could, could start on time. However, we've already had a delayed season in 2020. I don't think anybody on either side wants a delayed season just two years later in 2022 and one that could be avoided. In 2020, there was no avoiding a delayed season. Zero chance. None. You had to delay that season. Beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, so much was unknown about so many different things. But I've said this before. A work stoppage seemed imminent before 2020. Like We knew that this deadline was coming. We knew that these players and the, the owners didn't agree on a lot of different things. We knew that. But what really notified me to this was the fact that when other leagues, like the NFL, the NBA, NHL, when they were debating on how to return to play, it was about player safety. Do we need a bubble? How are we going to do testing? How are we going to do protocols? What are the protocols? How can we return to play safely? And also, keeping in mind, there's a lot of social justice um, issues and social justice fights being fought at that time, still being fought today, but it was at a height back in that summer. So how to appropriately manage those and how to let the players have a way, all those things, right? Whereas in Major League Baseball, it was, it was all about the money. How can we play, what amount of games are appropriate to play at this time for, and how, for, from the player's standpoint, how can we get the most money out of it from the owner's standpoint? Well, we've lost a lot of money already, so we really don't want to pay you that much. So how do we pay the players? It was all about the money part of it. It was not about players. I'm sure some of it was, but it was mainly about pl- the money involved in the sport, not about player safety, not about how do we return to play safely, not about any of that. Empty stadiums were already going to be a thing. Empty stadiums were commonplace at that time. In the NBA and in the NHL, we were trying to resume their seasons back in that summer. And you have MLB bickering over money in 2020. Fast forward two years later, they're still arguing and bickering over money. This is not, there's no way to sugarcoat this. This is a terrible look for the sport. And again, I I talked about this back in 2020. They had an amazing opportunity to negotiate a time with enough time to come back to play on July 4th. July 4th weekend, in fact. You could have safety protocols in place, mask up, mask mandates, all these different things. Come back. I mean, what is more traditional in baseball's world sense than baseball on 4th of July? Whether it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. They had an amazing opportunity to do that. Do it safely. To do it right. And they didn't. I'm not saying that that's the end of the world, but I'm just, that was, that's just an example that comes to mind. And now, like I said, two years later, still working on a deal. And these are big issues. How do you pay players? How do you divide revenue? How do you make sure every team puts out a competitive team each and every year and doesn't just... Just tank to get draft picks and tank to to save money. These are real issues. Don't get me wrong. And issues that deserve time to be thought out. But also need to have the time given to them and not just proposal, counter-proposal, and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. 
And not everything needs to be made public. There are certain things that are meant to be private, certain things that will be kept private from the public for years and years and years to come. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. That's whatever. That these negotiations right now, we're really in the dark. We really are. Because we don't know what's, we know topics that are being discussed, and I'll share that a little bit in segment number two and expanded playoffs as well. And I've talked about expanded playoffs on this show before, the good, the bad, and the ugly about them. But the, the bottom line in all of this is just how atrocious it is for the sport. NBA, NFL, NBA more so than the NFL, are global sports. With what Michael Jordan did back in the 90s, we're still feeling that the NBA is global. You've got Luka Doncic, one of the top 10 players in basketball. Giannis, the, the Greek freak. Um, Antetokounmpo, I think I'm saying that right. Um, two international superstars. It's a global game. NFL plays games. And I understand, but you know, before you all blow up, yes, baseball is a global. They're, it's very popular in Latin America, Dominican Republic, Cuba, Puerto Rico. Very, very popular. Don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't have that same appeal here in America. So the NBA, back to my main point, the NBA NFL can survive a little bit of a lengthy lockout as they have in years past. I remember years ago, the NBA locked out and they returned on Christmas Day. How cool was that? I remember watching Derrick Rose beat the Lakers with a buzzer beater on Christmas Day. The return of the NBA. And now I'm I'm not saying that the MLB used to turn around two years later and delay this until to come back on July 4th. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. The MLB can't afford a lengthy lockout, a lengthy delay like these other sports can. Baseball needs to be played. It needs to be played on time. We're getting to the point now where that's in severe jeopardy. Got to take a break. We're going to talk more about this coming up here in just a moment. Talk about why, why... We need to come back sooner as Major League Baseball also some of the topics proposed in the um, negotiations today according to Jeff Passan. But I don't know, I can't eat right now, but I I know I'm going to eat afterwards because I'm getting a little hungry. But I'm trying to stay healthy because it's a new year. So I'm going to go get some Bilt Bars. I got some upstairs right now. I'm going to get a Bilt Bar. You should too. Maybe if you're walking or doing whatever you need to do right now while you're listening, go and get yourself a Bilt Bar. If you haven't heard of Bilt Bars, I'm going to tell you all about them. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, depending on the candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. So if you want to eat healthy, healthy foods are boring, eat a Built Bar, because Built Bar is not boring, and it's covered 100% in chocolate. They also contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. That's a lot healthier than a candy bar and tastes a lot better. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, have a Built Bar, count it as a workout, because it's that healthy. So many flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel. I could name them all, but I invite you to go look at them all at Built.com. Built Bar's always coming up with something new, and there are limited time flavors all the time. Haven't enticed you enough? Go to Built.com right now, and when you check out, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. One more time, that is LOCKED15 at 15% off at Built.com. Baseball needs to come back. And I know right now, 
You know, it's not like we're missing baseball right now that we, that we would be getting. Obviously, it's January, okay? But we are missing transactions. We're missing trades. We're, we're, we're missing hirings of, of different things. We're, we're missing a lot, okay? We, we have this, this opportunity to... We, we, we're missing this opportunity to improve rosters. Every team is. Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, Reds, Pirates, and every other team in every other division that I won't go through a name, but you know what they are. Obviously, like that, that's it's an obvious statement. So we're, we're getting to a point here where it's going to be rushed. It, there, there's, an, there's an argument, in my opinion, that the players are kind of going to, to get to a point where, yeah, you got what you wanted, but now all these players that are still free agents... The owners and the, 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 the GMs, the teams, are going to have the advantage in terms of negotiating contracts this season. Because the, the players are going to need to, to be on teams to play, and they're not, they don't have all the time in the world. When there's not a lot of time to make a deal, the team has the advantage. So that, that's one thing. And there is an argument as well to, shorten, to, to have the, the regular season shortened in general. Down to 154, 150, 145, somewhere in that range. And some people want it shortened down to 80 or 90. I think that's too short. I think anywhere from 140 to 155, 154 is what it was before it was 162. I think those are acceptable numbers to shorten the season to. I do. Um, And if, if that's something from a player's standpoint, if that's something or whichever side wants to view that as giving the other side, then I, I would concede that to gain something else. I would concede that to gain less manipulation of service time, right? I would concede to a shorter season if it stayed in the 140 to 150 range. Baseball is different than every other sport. That's a good thing. It needs to be different. It's unique. It's special. It's wonderful. Now, just because there's an argument to having the season shorter, it does not mean that I want it shortened because of a collective bargaining agreement that wasn't agreed to on time. I still want this season to start on time. And even if this season is, you know, they've already released the opponents, um, and the, 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 the schedule has already been finalized. Obviously, we're in the calendar year of the, the season happening. But I think that, that just because I want the season shortened overall, or could want the season shortened overall, Nobody wants a shortened season because of a lockout that occurred. That is just plain and simply a bad look. Major League Baseball cannot afford too many more bad looks. People have already not been happy with how they've handled the Trevor Bauer case. They have not been happy with how they handled the sticky stuff um, mid-last year, especially with Giovanni Gallegos and that nonsense as well. People have not been happy with a lot of things Major League Baseball has been doing. All this, mind you, while the fiasco or while the the situation with minor league baseball is happening. Major League Baseball is not paying the minor leaguers what a lot of minor leaguers think they should be paid. And there are a lot of stories that minor leaguers are sleeping on buses or sleeping in crappy motels or playing, you know, just not getting paid a livable wage. So you have all these issues that are already creating a bad look for baseball. You throw a lockout on top of that. When the average person, the average fan, and not saying this is wrong, but the average person just looks at it just, just plainly, and you got millionaires arguing with billionaires over money. It's not necessarily the greatest perception to the sport, to the brand. Get it fixed. I understand it's not a simple solution. I understand these things need to be talked about. I understand these things take time. 
I understand you had the holidays, the new year, want to be with your families, want to be take some time to, 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 to just be, as my dad says often, just find time to just be. I understand that. But at the end of the, end of the day, you had your time to just be. Time to negotiate, proposal, counter-proposal, proposal, counter-proposal, deal. It's time to get it done. We don't know when the MLBPA will counter-proposal. We'll have, it, we'll have a counter-proposal. We don't. But I really hope it's soon. So let's look at some of the things Jeff Passan mentioned um, that was in MLB's proposal. He's going to have a story about this a little later on. But he says, per sources, this is what the MLB's proposal looked like. Funnel additional money to players with two-plus years of service. Award draft picks to teams that don't manipulate service of successful top prospects. Tweaks to proposed draft lottery. So I think that this is kind of a way of somewhat, but not really, somewhat appeasing to the players. This is marginally better than their previous offer. Shocking. In any sort of negotiation, whether we view this that, that negotiation process is right, wrong, or is different, whoever is negotiating, they're going to want their side to, be, to, to win, right? Duh. So what what this is doing is saying, okay, we still want our side to win, but here's here's a little something to see if you like it. And as Jeff Passan reported, and as many others have reported, players didn't like it. Jeff Passan also goes on to say, quote, this is very important to understand. Bargaining is not linear. Sometimes it's big proposals. Others, it's incremental. The union will counter, likely sooner than later. This is a long process, significant process before March 1, when games are threatened, could be minimal. That's what's so painful. End quote. I said that's what's so painful. Jeff Passan didn't say that. But to me, that is what is so painful about all of this. Is that it is such a slow process. And some of that is me just being impatient and really wanting to get back to a normal state of baseball where we can talk about trades, talk about free agent signings, talk about what the season will look like. And yeah, we can do that to a degree. But you still got big names that are unsigned. And you still have minimal names that will make an impact that we don't know about that are also unsigned. We've got a lot of different situations happening that we don't know what the impact will be, but they're still unsigned. We, we don't have any sleeper free agent picks. We don't have any sleeper trades that can be... We got nothing. Yes, we can talk about the Stephen Matt still. Yes, we can talk about what could happen after a lockout. We can talk about prospects. That's all great. That's all wonderful. But at the end of the day, we don't have Major League Baseball to talk about in terms of what, what this season will look like. And that is what is so painful about all of this. Because you take away the, the not the gov- USA government politics, but the politics out of all of this. You take away all the, the, the big stuff about this, and you, you just look at, it from a, look at it from a fan's perspective. That's what I'm trying to do right now on this episode, looking at it from a fan's perspective. It's just painfully slow. Painfully slow. And at some point, you just want to say, I can't say what I want to say, but you just want to say, just get it done. I can't say what I want to say because it involves a expletive word, uh, but just get it done so we can have a season. And yes, you want the players to be treated correctly. You want top prospects and even minimal prospects and even non-prospects in the minor leagues to be treated correctly. You don't want service time manipulated. You don't want awful things to be happening. You, you want these players to be paid correctly. You want everything to run smoothly. We all have different ideas about how that's going to work. These things will take time. It's just 
I don't, I don't, I, I didn't expect a deal to happen today. I don't think anybody did. Um, but part of me slightly expected a little bit more progress to come out of today. And, and sadly, clearly, as I've talked about for the last 20 minutes or so, just hasn't happened. So that's my update on the lockout, on the, the negotiations lockout. That's, that's the update. We're going to stop being sad. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame next. Hall of Fame, to me, is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Maybe out of no reason at all, but I enjoy the Hall of Fame. I enjoy history, and baseball is a historical sport. So coming up right after I tell you about how you can win some money, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. How can you win money? By betting it. Bet online is the number one stop for all your sports wagering action in 2022 that would like to wish you a new happy betting new year as the NFL playoffs are coming around the corner and the NBA is sprinting towards them as well. It's a new year, meaning a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today. And maybe you're wondering, ooh, I don't like betting my own money. But now you can get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up by using the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's right. Sign up, deposit 100 bucks, use that promo code to get 50 extra dollars to bet and win some money. Whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Don't wait. Do it now. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, and BetOnline is where the game starts. Hall of Fame is just around the corner for Major League Baseball, uh, the revealing of the 2022 class. BBHOFT tracker.com baseball hall of fame tracker um is is a website that, that tracks the, the hall of fame dates okay so here are the four big dates right in the, for the 2022 class so, uh november 22nd hall of fame ballot is announced and mailed out december 31st is the deadline for 400 ish ballots to be returned january 25th is when the hall of fame announces the voting results and july 4th 24th excuse me is the hall of fame induction so what this website does is they they track the public ballots as well as anonymous, unverifiable ballots uh, that are revealed, and they keep an updated tally of each and every single one. So, according to this website, according to, to how they're, they're tracking it, um, that it was updated earlier today, 156 public ballots have been released, plus nine anonymous, unverifiable ballots. So, about 42% of ballots are known. Um, so estimated ballots are about 392. So 156, about over 392. Okay. Um, and th- these are the players that, that are in the green that are in according to the ballots that have been cashed. So there's still over 50% of ballots unknown. But Barry Bonds has 78% of these votes. So he would be in if, if voting stopped right here with what these guys are tracking. Um, Roger Clemens would be in at 77% of the vote. David Ortiz would be in at 83% of the vote. Uh, those are the only three that are in according to, uh, to, to this tracker. This is a wonderful website. Again, the, the website that, that this article is on is B-B-H-O-F-T-R-A-C-K-E-R. So stands for BaseballHallOfFameTracker.com. There's an article in here posted on December 17th that links to a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. Okay, wonderful information. And Scott Rowland, former Cardinal Scott Rowland, and is 50 in the ballot right now, has 69.1% of the votes. So he's trending in an upward direction 
again and is trending to get in. Remember, he, he's been up 18% in each of the last two bouts. On average, since he has in, uh, put on the ballot, 14% each year. So since Scott Rowland got on the ballot five years ago, he's gone up 14% each year on average. And the last two years, he's gone up 18%. Uh, so at 69%, he is trending in the right direction. Other notable people, Todd Helton has 56% of votes according to this update. Uh, Andrew Jones has 49%. Jeff Kent has 30%. Uh, Manny Ramirez has 38% of the votes. A-Rot has 41%. Uh, Sammy Sosa, 25%. Kurt Schilling, just 59%. Uh, and Gary Sheffield at 46%. Other uh, notables that are below 5%. In case you don't know, you need 5% of the vote to get in. Mark Burgerly at 4.2%. Ryan Howard, uh, 1.8%. Tim Hudson, 2.4%. Tory Hunter, 1.8%. Um, and there are wonderful... Um, like I said, the spreadsheet, you should go find it because it's got a bunch of information. It goes back to uh, 2009, for, for and it goes what their actual final percentage was versus what they found, so how accurate this is. It's really quite fascinating. So Scott Rowland trending in the right direction, and all this could change. He could not appear on any of the rest of the ballots that are released. That's unlikely. Um, but Scott Rowland trending in the right direction. So good news for Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame update according to that tracking website. Um, so, so good news for Scott Rowland. Bad news for the labor negotiations. Hopefully uh, come January 25th we'll have good news on both accounts. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's show. One more reminder. Tomorrow's show is a mailbag show. So send in your questions. No questions, no show. So be sure to send those questions in for tomorrow. Um, and uh, follow me on Twitter, at LJFastball. And again, DM any of these accounts for your questions that will be answered on the show, um, at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram, as well as emailing the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Until I talk to you tomorrow for a mailbag episode, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.